0: So let us um, look to the, the virtues, let us look to the life of St. Joseph. There's very few things that we read about in the gospel. It's even shorter than the life of our, uh, of our mother, our lady. The, the virtues which he excelled in, um, and how we can apply them to our Lent, especially this month of Lent, as we, we pray to St. Joseph, we pray to St. Joseph that he can come through for... Um, Some of material needs, but St. Joseph is always kind of looked at that. You need to sell a house, you need a new car, you need something, (laughs) you need a new job. St. Joseph is always, you know, he's the last, you know, oh, we got him on speed dial when we want something. But let us kind of look to see why he is so powerful in heaven, why um, he is, um, he's the third, if you will, uh, highest saint. He's even higher above the apostles, of course, after Our Lady. And so, a couple of things I would like to draw attention to, um, and we can hopefully look at that this Lenten season. So, his silence, the silence of Saint Joseph, his humility, and his confidence and abandonment in God's divine will. This first characteristic of Saint Joseph, silence, is not necessarily a virtue. For some, um, you know, for some people quieter than others, and doesn't mean that just because someone's quiet is that they're holier than others, and vice versa. Just because someone is a little more talkative doesn't mean necessarily a person is less virtuous. Though silence is very key for uh, other virtues. It can be and should be um, looked for. It doesn't mean that we have to always be quiet, but St. Bosue, so one of the French bishops, little after St. Francis de Sales in the uh, mid-1600s, wrote about St. Joseph, saying, It is a common failing of men to give themselves to what is outside and to neglect what is within, to work for mere appearances and to neglect what is solid and lasting, to think often of the impression they make and little of what they ought to be. That is why the most esteemed virtues are those which concert the conduct and direction of affairs. The hidden virtues, on the contrary, which are practices away from the public view and under the eye of God alone, are not only neglected but hardly even heard of. And yet, this is the secret of true virtue. A man must be built up interiorly in himself before he deserves to be given rank among others. And if this foundation is lacking... All the other virtues, however brilliant, will be mere display. They will not make the man according to God's heart. Joseph sought God in simplicity. Joseph found God in detachment. Joseph enjoyed company in obscurity. So silence is necessary for us to grow these interior virtues. The silence um, we'll get to that, but silence doesn't just mean you know keeping your mouth closed or it's more than just that. Uh, silence gives us that opportunity when we can examine ourselves, the silence in front of the Blessed Sacrament, the silence in our daily life. Um, you know, the, um, oftentimes we don't really know how to even be silent ourselves with uh, everything that goes on in the world, to shut ourselves off from it. It's pretty, sometimes it's difficult, uh, but it's necessary. We have to sometimes uh, cut that noise off. The, the modern world there is so much noise in everything. We're we're berated from all different sides. Not all sides. Not just from things that are audio or audio visual, but everything, um, all of our senses. And that's something that um, the evil one knows very well. Uh, for if you will, he, in a certain sense, he's a Thomist, uh, Satan, mm-hmm. in the sense that he knows the easiest way to get man is through through the uh, through things that. Um, uh, can touch man quickly, easily. All his senses, um, he knows that's the easiest way to. Make we'll see that tomorrow um, in the Gospel of our Lord being tempted. You know, uh, all the different senses. It's the quickest way to fall. Quickest way to lose our attention. Um, you know, the we look at television, excess television, internet, um, whatever it may be. So the, the world is there to overstimulate our faculties. You know, we see all the the blinking signs, everything is starting to look like Vegas now. Um, And and that's true, that's why Vegas is like that. It's kind of overstimulate people. Um, But during this Lenten season, let us uh, retreat from the world, cut off ourselves a little bit from our phones, our tablets, our internet, our TV, um, and kind of really use it for necessary things. It's it's such a a quick habit um, to look at. Uh, oh, I just look at the news, and then the news turns into something else. not that it 's necessarily bad, but we don 't have that time to just sit to talk to talk to God, um, take that extra time of spiritual reading, reflecting on what we just read, whatever it may be, um, a prayer, a silent time. so we have to be more attentive to God, and just like if someone 's talking if you 're talking too, you can 't hear what they 're saying, and so we have to be silent. Close ourselves off from the world, and oftentimes we'll see an immediate reaction—a good reaction. The horrible things that are happening in this world—we've, uh, in a sense, pushed ourselves away from that. Which those things often cause depression—not you know, uh, the, the, mal- the, the sickness of depression—but it's, it's depressing news. And so, let us learn to just recollect ourselves. The horrible things that are happening—it's. Um, We'll want to oh, read more about it, but let us, in this Lenten season, make a, a strong effort to push that away, to really be silent in, in the things that we're obliged to do. St. Joseph was a carpenter. He wasn't, um, you know, when he, he did his 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 task, he made tables and, and necessary things, um, but he... Uh, when he, he was doing that, he was constantly united with, uh, with God, doing the little things for our Lord, being silent in in his work, um, of course in his duties as father and guardian of of the Holy Family. So in, remember, within us we have the Holy Trinity, uh, as long as we're in sanctifying grace. The Trinity is there within us, and we often forget that. We talk to other people around us, but let us kind of Throughout the day, there's no one else around us, and we're not obliged to talk. Turn in towards ourselves. Look at the Trinity within us. Talk to Him. Talk just we would talk to anyone normal. That's it's it's being silent for we're um, going within the the tabernacle of our own soul. And so silence, like I said, is not necessarily a virtue, but it is a, a good ascetic practice to use, which can help build. A foundation for other virtues and the next one which saint joseph excelled in was humility and we'll, i'll give you the definition of humility humility can be defined as a quality by which a person considering his own defects has a lowly opinion of himself and willingly submits himself to god and to others for god's sake so those who are truly humble give immediately everything back to God. When we, The saints realize that once they realize who they are, all they've been given, they realize this has nothing to do with their merits, who they are. It's all freely given. They, and they, they will gladly take the last place for um, what they've been given is not uh, due to them. And so they will, always returning this back to God, you know, putting others first. So they always saw that they can never look at anything as truly their own, anything on the natural level, life, or on the supernatural level, grace, uh, the sacraments that we receive, all of those which has been given to them, given to us, is not at all due injustice. It is not at all something that we've, or in a certain sense, um, merit. Uh, or required, God humbly gives, or freely gives to us, and so we should be humbly uh, accepting of these things. And So we see in St. Joseph, the gifts that were given to him, to the two greatest gifts of this world, the Messiah, Christ himself, and the tabernacle uh, for the Messiah, the Blessed Virgin. But he, Joseph hid himself from the world, that's why we, the few um, words that we have often come actually only from from him speaking with an angel in a dream. He doesn't say, I don't hear much about him uh, otherwise. So he hid himself from the world. He could have gone out and publicly said, um, uh, this is, you know, oh look who I am. Um, I'm, I'm here for, uh, I'm the guardian of the family. I, I've I, I Look at this. No, but his vocation was not to, as um, Boswell talks about, his vocation was not to proclaim the son, proclaim Christ, but to hide him, to, to be humble in what the, the gift that he was given, that's it. That's, so everyone has a different vocation. The apostles were there to preach the world. St. Joseph was there to humbly accept the, the son, um, to care for him, guard him, uh, raise him as he would raise any other child. So he didn't want to look any higher. He could have, he could have said, "That's my vocation." You know, he could have gone out and said, "Oh well, look, the Messiah is here. Let everyone, come!" But no, he got. That was not his mission for him. He humbly accepted that humble mission to stay hidden, to stay um, a, a mere carpenter, and uh, fulfill the, the ordinary duties of daily life. So, Saint Francis de Sales uh, talks about Saint Joseph in one of his homilies, saying. But the worldly and secular men who live according to the laws of the world, as soon as they have some good thought or idea that can, they believe, be worthy of esteem, or if they have some virtue, they can never rest until they have expressed and made known to everyone they meet. So this, for someone who's filled with virtue, um, someone who, St. Joseph, was filled with the highest uh, you know, it's a sense, it's a pride. We've been given something, we want to kind of spread it. We want others to know what we have. Um, but humility will sort of humbly accept it, thank God, and that's it. Our talents, yes, can be used for others. But unless God necessarily wants us to show others, uh, then we should just keep it to ourselves instead of trying to brag. Um, you know, we've might have been, uh, been given a, a great consolation and prayer, or been um, whatever it may be. Um, just humbly thank God and, and move on. Uh, we don't need to tell everyone, um, oh, look at me. I was, I've been praying for years for this, and I, and I got it. Yes, that can be a sign. We can tell those of good things that have happened, but to keep ourselves in, in our humble position. Um, St. Joseph, he was content with the humble craftsmanship of a carpenter. He didn't look to do anything else more. So, the same thing with us. You know, the grass is greener on the other side. Um, so it's true. Let us not look To other things, other families, which might, oh, in our eyes, might seem better. Or other places, but oh, that would be so much better. No, God didn't put you there for a reason. He put you where you are. And just to be uh, accepting in that. And so we hear so much about humility, about being humble. But do we often really know what what this means? Um, Do we really strive for it? And St. Joseph is that great example that we should um, look to. We saw that he was silent, and so uh, we should look to sometimes keeping our, our mouths closed, uh, referring to that that, that quality of, of silence. Let us not refer to our gifts, our talents, what we've been blessed with unless it is truly necessary. Let us seek to be in the background. Humility, as I said earlier, can also express itself with contentment in the menial tasks and duties and our obligations. Um, our pride is expressed when we fail to accept the little things which seem beneath us. Do we, um, a sign of pride is, do we, do we loathe these things that have been given to us, or do we, do we accept them? We we're always trying to look for mo- something more dignified. St. Uh, Joseph could have been a, uh, a rabbi or some higher position, but he was humble with the, that of the carpenter. and so the the small burdens, even those um, which might not be a, in a certain sense a cross, the small burdens, <coughs> uh, even if the small duties let us see them as a um, something to be with content with, something to be happy with, asking God no for no more bigger responsibilities um, there is the, the litany of humility by um, Cardinal Mary del Val and you know in the litany, one of them says you know to to accept my." through my holiness, grant that I am as holy as I can. The position that I have, then others can be, continue to, to grow while I can continue to stay where I am. So that's something difficult to pray for, but it's necessary. So the last uh, main quality of uh, St. Joseph is that which was from the beginning of his life. We read from the beginning of, um, of the Gospels, early in Matthew, his abandonment to the will of God, Saint Francis de Sales saw this and spoke uh, long uh, about it. The unknown circumstances which concerned the, the birth of, of Christ could have been con- dis- probably were disconcerting for 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 Saint Joseph. We have to remember that um, someone be married with someone who could have been accused of adultery would have been um, would have looked poorly upon St. Joseph. And we see um, uh, St. Joseph, he in a sense, tried it, in a sense, to save himself and, and Mary uh, by trying, as the Gospel says, put her away. Um, St. Matthew says, "Whereupon Joseph, her hus- Whereupon Joseph, being a just man and not willingly publicly to expose her, was minded to put her away privately, so thinking that the followers of the church aren't uh, unanimous as to his reasons, but uh, he wanted to do it in a, in a quiet way, to he not knowing exactly where this child was coming from, so he didn't want to expose her. She, Mary could have been um, in the law of Moses, she could have been stoned to death for adultery. They didn't have to have a, a trial. But the gospel continues. But while he thought on these things, behold, the angel of the Lord appeared to him in his sleep, saying, "Joseph, son of David, fear not to take unto thee Mary thy wife, for that which is conceived in her is of the Holy Ghost." So there was Saint Joseph, seeing something that disconcerted him, troubled him. Humbly tried to put away uh, Mary so she wouldn't become uh, stoned to death, or and he would, but the angel appeared to him and said don't worry <clears throat> just because he says don't worry doesn't mean his worries go away <laughs> she's still in a very precarious situation she is the mother uh, quote unquote the unwed mother of a child and St. Joseph didn't say wait a second here um, how can I cover my bases here uh, she's, <laughs> she's still pregnant and I'm not married to her yet um, but he, he took this at, as, obviously as God's will for him, accepted it Married her obviously, and um, and took this situation on. He didn't, he didn't, you know, have his um, okay. I'll do it, but this is my um, this is my get out. You know, I need to get out plan. I'll, I'll I'll just you know go out the side door and I'm good to go. No, he he accepted it, and all of the uh, the di- uh, the um, what have, could have happened to him too afterwards. Was he the one? Uh, he could have been later on uh, been accused of the one who was the adultery with her beforehand. So all this could have been gone through his mind, but he took her as his wife. Um, and when the saints ex- take on God's will, the de- it's not like the saints, oh, I see it. They, they don't have the beatific vision. They can't see the future clearly. Oh, that's going to happen. Then that, then that, then that. No, it's like us. Uh, when we, things are before us, okay, this is God's will. Um, but it's going to be difficult. I don't know what's going to happen. Um, But uh, we have to, just like the saints, accept it and move forward. So his confidence in God was made manifest in his trials. Persecution, in addition, uh, came soon after Jesus' birth. Herod tried to put him to death, and the head of the holy family was forced to conceal the child, to take refuge in a distant country where he was unknown and where he did not know how he could earn a living. But he set on the journey relying on divine providence. So a year or two years later, another, um, another wham. He has to live uh, in a different country um, on the, on the uh, impulse of a dream. So even though oh, I would love to have dreams, and, uh, yeah, but dreams aren't always that clear. And so, yes, it was certainly clear for St. Joseph, but it, wasn't, um, it didn't detail all of the future. So the, the Gospel of Matthew relates, And after they were departed, behold, an angel of the Lord appeared in sleep to Joseph, saying, Arise, and take the child and his mother, and fly into Egypt, and be there until I sh- shall tell thee. For it will come to pass that Herod will seek the child to destroy him. So this is key, and um, our Lord makes manifest this with regard to his will. God always wants to be God. What I mean by that is God always, he wants to to be in control and he should be in control. And so often that we want to be, you know, we want to to know, okay, what's going to happen with this and that. Um, But we're, that's where we make our abandonment in the future or for the future things. We say, Lord, you know, okay, this is what you want. Uh, I'm not sure exactly how it's going to spell out and span out, but I give myself over to you. He wants us to do that. For this is where we truly can express ourselves as humble creatures. If you know, if, if you were to, um, you know, if everything was laid out on a, on a plan, do this, this, and this, it's just like a checklist. Then, for um, instance, we don't need God. We don't need to go in prayer. We don't need to ask for anything. Um, so God wants us to have that abandonment in our in our lives, turning ourselves over to Him more and more, truly seeing Him as God and us as, um, as, as creatures. So we must, like St. Joseph, abandon ourselves more and more to God's will. It doesn't mean that we will have um, um, you know, a flight into Egypt or a flight into a different state uh, on, on some dream. But the uh, similar little crosses, which might not, we know all the details, might be laid before us. And so let us... Um, make good resolutions to abandon ourselves to, to God's will. One of the greatest ways to do is we wake up in the morning, we make the consecration to the sacred heart. Another way to consecrate the day to our Lord and give ourselves over to Him in everything, joys, sufferings, the known, the unknown, to Him. Um, everything that we have, we can give over to our Lord. Everything that we have control over, and also the things that are out of our power, the things that we might not expect um, that day, those these little uncontrolled things of our uh, will, um, those are often where we, we grow in, in in confidence in God. We grow in humility. We grow in submission to this. It's also about always about accepting and submitting. So we don't know. We know we will have crosses before us. Our Lord said that clearly, um, but we don't know will they be big? Will they be small? Will there be a lot at once? Um, that's the unknown. And, but we have to always remember that God will never give us anything more than we can handle. Um, Father um, Le Breton, who is a, a French Jesuit, the early 20th century, said about St. Joseph's flight into Egypt, saying, there is question of the most valuable life that has ever appeared in the world. Speaking of, of Christ, his, his human soul, nothing is more valuable in the world. God entrusts it to the protection of men he watches over it with a zealous care but this vigilance is exercised only through the humble ministry of joseph and mary so it's kind of like you know in a certain sense giving a kid a 10 million dollar diamond uh, you know it's uh, it's it's even more so with uh, with um, joseph and mary the the expense of, of christ's life is put into mere creatures No mystery can better reveal to us the providence of God, His apparent reserve, and the trust with which He honors those who represent Him here below. If He gives us signs, we ought to be submissive to them. If He postpones the decision, we know that His hand guides us, and that if we are united to Him, it ensures our step. These thoughts of faith are always meritorious. They are especially so here. Where the interests at stake are where the interests at stake are of infinite worth. Nothing is more beautiful than this simplicity of human prudence, knowing that it is guided by God, and fearlessly protecting a treasure whose infinite value it recognizes, and for whom it is respons- it's for whom it is responsible to God and to the world. So God entrusts us with these things, with providence. We won't be given that greatest gift, as Saint Joseph was, but in a certain sense, the little opportunities where we can grow um, in holiness are, in a certain sense, little treasures, little crosses we connect with our Lord. Um, this is one of the greatest way this Lenten season we always talk about um, penances and, and 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 of course, it, those are all good, but the the best penances, you know are the ones that we don't inflict on ourselves. The best crosses are the ones that get put on us, ours. And when you look at our Lord Carrier's cross and, he, and the soldiers put it on his shoulder, and the first thing he does, he embraces it. You know, when we get like a, you know, a cross made out of a toothpick get put on our shoulder, it's like, you know, get this off of me. Um, you know, that can we abandon ourselves to God in those little things? Those little, that's, um, so we don't have to look to... Some theoretical situation, oh, where am I going to have this big this big this big deal or this unknown god 's you know more often than not we, we live very humble simple lives he 's not going to ask us to um, entrust us with some thing that is with Saint joseph, the the savior of the world, but these little things, these little unknown crosses uh, are for us um, ways to, to imitate Saint Joseph and to use his time. Of Lent for our own benefit, to grow in holiness, to unite our crosses with the cross of Christ. So silence, humility, and confidence in God were traits which marked the holy life of Saint Joseph. We know from the Our Father the essence of holiness is doing God's will, commandments, and then His will as it is translated in our daily lives. So in this prayerful time and reserved time of Lent, let St. Let Joseph be our guide. Let us be silent. Let us be a little more humble. Let us be more um, abandoning, more willing to follow God's will. Even the little things um, that we may not see as God will, kind of humbling our own will to others, being um, quick to let others kind of have the, the first say before we do. Hopefully we can be a little more silent to turn off those unnecessary distractions to be more attentive to God. If we do this, um, when we're silent, we see the areas in our life where we need a little more, a little more of, of God's grace. When we can turn off um, the distractions, we see where we need to grow. We, oh, maybe I didn't notice. I'm kind of like that. I, I would have, you know, uh, sometimes if we, if we talk so much, we don't know what we're saying until we... We reflect upon it. And so, so humility is that foundation um, for our spiritual life. It was a hu- humility was the foundation for all the saints from, from our Lord, from our Lady all the way to any saint. If a saint's not humble, then it's a litmus test so you can throw it out. Hmm. Um, that's one of the greatest tests that the church asks for those people who quote-unquote receive um, these uh, visions. Or If there's not humility, there's not God. So humility is that virtue, is that foundation, where we realize our nothing, our nothingness, and our dependence upon God. Um, we have to constantly strive for that. Uh, no one's going to be uh, chided at, at the at the last judgment for being too humble. Uh, we have to always daily strive after it and see this as our, our foundation for our spiritual life. Always um, looking, how can. We be a little more humble in what we say, what we do, what we think of ourselves. Because humility um, doesn't have to necessarily be a a long discourse, or pride doesn't have to be a long discourse. We talk to others, but sometimes of the thoughts we have of ourselves, oh, oh, look at me. And so St. Joseph wasn't like that. He didn't, um, even though he was silent, he didn't spread to the world the great gifts that he was given, nor did he... um, you know, look at himself and say, "Well, look at me. I did this, and, and I got the my ladies, the, the Christ Child with me. I'm um, good to go." No, he humbly uh, did his what he was to do, and um, and accepted God's will for him. So, as we already um, have begun, we're on the beginning of March. March 4th is today. Let's strive to continue to to pray to Saint Joseph, pray to him for. You know his material benefits, but that is why he's so powerful. Of course, he was so humble. He was so abandoned to God's will, and we don't know exactly what God's will, how it's going to spell itself out over the next years, but we abandon to him, and we give ourselves over to him as, as kind of little um, oblations, and we hope to look to St. Joseph this month um, as a great guide and model for the rest of our Lenten season. Thank you.